welcome. This is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast, which covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. The podcast where we go in depth with what's going on in Hollywood as it relates to the Walt Disney Company. The podcast brought to you by the Dcast and the Disinsider.com. That's right. This is The Insiders. We're bringing you the latest and the inside information, the opinions of what's going on in Hollywood as it relates to the Disney company. This week, it's just me. We are coming back, but it is Super Bowl Sunday and schedules are a little bit crazy. So, as such, it's just me, but we have a lot to talk about. We have, of course, the Oscars. Next week, I got some predictions for you. We have what's going on with 20th Century Fox and the box office rundown. So go ahead, sit back and relax. Listen to this week's episode of The Insiders. Hey, what is up there, everybody? It is Andy here, and you are listening to The Insiders. This is our weekly show. I promise it's going to be coming to you weekly. We talk about everything that's going on in the Disney company as it relates to Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. I know we've been planning on doing this show for a while now, and it just hasn't transpired yet. Schedules are crazy, and I I do apologize, but this show will be uh, coming at you consistently week after week, whether it's just me or just Skylar or the both of us or someone filling in. Every week, we're going to be bringing you the latest what's going on with Disney as it relates to cinema and the inside of what's going on in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. So mostly movies and Disney Plus. So without any further ado, make sure if you're not following us on Instagram, on Twitter, if you're not going to the disinsider.com, you're checking those things out. The disinsider.com has the latest and greatest in the insider information as to what's going on with the Disney company, whether it's the parks, whether it's live action, whether it's, I don't know, anything. Think of it. It's there. Skylar and the other writers do such an amazing job, and they're constantly being quoted by, like, the Hollywood Reporter, Nerdist. And it's just, uh, to, to see what that website has become is really, really cool. So I'd encourage you, go to disinsider.com, follow all the socials on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. If you want to support the Decast, just go to uh, anchor.fm slash the decast. And from there, you can uh, choose to support us in several different ways. You can uh, just leave a tip right there on the website. Also, just listen and share the episodes. That is huge. We also have a Patreon. Just search the decast and uh, go to decast.net. You can buy a shirt, do any number of things. Totally helps us out. Um, you can also, we do live stream these episodes on Instagram production quality is not great. We're just there. If you want to watch, you want to listen, we're here. So with that guys, we're going to go ahead and move on forward with the show. And, uh, we're going to bring you now the box office rundown. We haven't done the box office rundown consistently for well over a year. And, uh, the box office, though, we just entered, it le- left a year where we have the, the number one movie of all time. Consistent numbers of the box office are just not that great. They're just like, oh, and it's a large part due to things like streaming. And I hate saying this, 
but people just aren't going to movies like they used to. We had that that glimmer of hope when Movie Pass came out, and people were like going to the movies like crazy. I know I I, I don't go to the movies as much as I used to because I had Movie Pass before they did the $9.99 thing when it was like $40 a month. And I went three or four times a week at that price. So I was still getting my money's worth. And then of course they did the $10 a month thing. It just wasn't a sustainable model. And of course it just tanked, unfortunately, which stink. But even before that, I had movie pass. I was going to movies a lot. I'm just not going as much because there's just not as much good. Like I'm looking what's on Netflix, on Disney plus on Amazon prime. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm looking at the theaters. I'm like, eh. And especially during Oscar season now with Netflix, so much of what's going out in the, in, as far as Oscar contention right now, it's really, it, it's kind of nice, but it's kind of bad for theaters. Like The Irishman, Marriage Story, so many of these amazing films, Parasite, you can go and watch them on Amazon or on um, Netflix, you can you can view them, and it's like, oh goodness, I could go and you know they're they're doing a at, at the Art House Theater in my community, they're doing a one week theatrical run of a Marriage Story or The Irishman, or I can just wait and see it at home, where I'm not paying you know nine dollars, not paying seven dollars for a soda. So, I, I, I the problem is though, I love the theatrical experience, and Disney has done a really good job with that, making films like. Avengers and Star Wars and even like Frozen 2, these event films, films that you want to go to the theater and see, you want to experience them with other people. You want to be the first ones to see them because, you know, it's they're they're this huge, you know, cultural zeitgeist important films. And I'm worried that we're not seeing that with other films. So with that said, we're gonna bring the box office rundown here. Uh number 10 at the box office, the Blake Lively film the rhythm section um made a 2.8 million dollars pretty low at number 10 um sterling k brown is in this as well it's it's getting decent reviews especially blake lively's performance i love blake lively as an actress she's amazing uh but that's coming in number 10 number nine um the adaptation of a little women love this film it is freaking amazing shersha ronan absolutely killed it um timothy chastain I mean, got Greta Gerwig directing such a good film. It's been out for a while. It's doing really well as a what essentially is a, a period piece that is really kind of it's Oscar bait. Let's just be honest. This film is Oscar bait doing really well. It's holding its own overall. It's made almost one hundred million dollars worldwide. Um, I'm not quite sure what the budget was. Um, the way box office mojo works right now, it's not telling us the budget anymore, which stinks. I got to figure out a way to do that. Actually, I know how to do that. I need to sign up again for IMBD Pro. IMDb, IMDb Pro. I had it for a while, and then I got rid of it. And so, uh, the turning horror film coming in at number eight, three million dollars. I know absolutely nothing about this film. Uh, I saw a preview for it. Know nothing about it. Uh, so yeah, that's number eight. Horror films are going to be horror films are going to be those genres that are just, just always going to do well in theaters. They're cheap to make, and people want with those films in particular. People want those theater experiences. They want to go with their friends and be freaked out, and they'll go get drinks afterwards, get dinner afterwards, whatever, whatnot. So, turning coming number eight, number seven, still hanging in there. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, another three point one million dollars. It's made over half a billion dollars domestically, worldwide. It's made over a billion. It's done well. Disney. Lucasfilm has to be a little disappointed. This it just didn't get the reception. I think 
we, we've talked about this a lot on the decast and Skyler and I in past episodes have talked about this. I think people are just really tired of, of Star Wars. Honestly, it's it, it's hard. To, it's hard to say that. But Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012. And then we're going to bring all these films. We're going to bring all these films. And they were just so quick and they just pumped them out so fast. I think even Bob Iger said they were too quick to put out films, but now they're doing the series of Mandalorian again, Netflix is kind of like, not Netflix, but the streaming services are like really kind of killing it right now. Um, I enjoyed star Wars episode nine. My problem, two main problems I had with that film. One, I feel like they had to spend a lot of time undoing what episode eight did. I, upon later viewing, I'm not a huge Huge fan of episode eight, personally. I, I see what Ryan Johnson was trying to do, and, did, and great on him for being bold about it, but eh, it didn't work. I was excited about it when it came out, and I even said, oh, it's great, so it's in my top five Star Wars films. Not, I, I watched it a few more times right before I went and saw The Rise of Skywalker, um, The Last Jedi, that is. Uh, I went and saw The Last Jedi a few times before I, I watched the rise of Skywalker. And I'm like, you know what? This just doesn't, doesn't hold up to me. This doesn't. So yeah. Anyways, Jumaji coming in at number six and a solid $6 million uh, doing pretty well. Uh, domestically, it's made nearly $300 million. I think worldwide it's, 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 yeah, it's closing in $750 million worldwide. You can't go wrong with the rock. You just can't. The movie's doing really well uh, overseas, really well overseas. The rock is just an international sensation. He brings in, Brings in the box office numbers, so, you know, great for The Rock. Uh, the Gentleman, I went and saw this movie yesterday. Um, my goodness, pleasantly surprised. I haven't been in the theater in probably a week or two. I was like, I want to go see a movie last night. Really, really, really want to go see a movie. I knew nothing about this film. I saw it there. I watched the, I, I watched a trailer, a preview. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go see this film. Had no idea. Even put on my Instagram stories. Have no idea who's direct, who's directed this. What's the deal? I know. I see Matthew McConaughey's in it. I see a few other stars are in it. Okay. Um, I should have known when I saw Charlie Dunham Hunnam in it. I'm like, okay, it's a Guy Ritchie film. And I figured out in the first like 30 seconds before they even said a Guy Ritchie film in the theater, like this looks like a Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Okay. Was freaking surprised. Now there was quite a bit of language, some vulgar language, um, but. The gentleman was beautifully shot, wonderful script, nuanced, um, and Shakespearean. You know, and, 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 and you can tell at the end while I'm watching this, I'm like, this seems very Shakespearean. At the end, they they do a tie-in kind of to the the Merchant of Venice. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, if you've seen the Merchant of Venice or read the Merchant of Venice, really, really well done. Getting great, ra- getting great uh, ratings, uh, ratings, <laughs> reviews. Doing really well with reviews. Uh, but yeah, go see the gentleman. Six million dollars. It's it's only made. I'm really disappointed. It's only made twenty million dollars so far worldwide. It's in its second week. I'm not sure what the budget is on that. I'll have to look that up. It is rated R. Been out for nine days. Um, it has increased in theaters. Reviews are doing really really well overall. I I would I would encourage you go go see it. Go see it. It is rated R. It it's so nuanced and so it's just really well done. I I. There's nothing there. I can't really think of anything I didn't like about it. It may not for, I, I realize for a lot of people, it's may not be their cup of tea, but it's just a really well done movie. So the gentleman directed by Guy Ritchie starring Matthew McConaughey and a bunch of others. I'm not going to get into that. Number three. Yeah. Doolittle. 
from Universal Pictures is doing little. You know Universal has to be a little disappointed. It's only made $123 million worldwide this weekend. Um, what did it make this weekend? Let's backtrack here to this weekend. It's made $7.7 million. Now, this is Super Bowl. you got to remember, this is Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend tends to be lower box office because people really, even during a good year for the movies, they don't generally go to the movies this weekend. So, yeah. Um, reviews aren't great on it. I am going to be taking my kids to see this because it's a here's the thing. It's a kid. It's a film I can take my kids to. So I'm going to be taking my kids to it here pretty soon. I'll be seeing it. Robert Downey Jr. I'm disappointed that Robert Downey Jr. decided to do this film right after Avengers Endgame. I thought maybe he would have done something a little more nuanced. Would have thought he would have done something a little more art house, you know, just a little more Oscar contention. You know, it's his it's his deal. He can do what he wants. He's an amazing actor. I I really kind of wish he would have. Um, put himself up for contention for uh, best actor for Endgame. I thought he killed it. You know, whatever. Uh, did skip number four. I just realized Gretel and Hansel, another horror film. Haven't seen it. Not going to see it. I don't like horror films. Six million dollars. Again, horror films are cheap to make. People go and they see them. And number two, 1917, the one film in Oscar contention I still have not seen. Um, it is pretty much a lock for best cinematography from what I understand from my, uh, my friends in the industry who have, who have seen it. Uh, I, I really want to see the problem. The what reason I've, I've not gone and seen it as I, for some strange reason, when I go and I see war films, I get sick to my stomach and it's not, it can be war films that don't have like guts or gore. It's just everything that's going on. And usually the way the action is a lot of shaky cam, I get sick. During war films, so I'm, I'm I'm like, and this is the, the way this film is was was shot is made to look like it's one continuous shot, which I love. Um, so the Revenant was that way. La La Land did that in a lot of ways. It was you know they did do some cutting, obviously, but it, I love the style of one continuous shot. At least it's made to to, to look that way. Um, I have here on Instagram saying it's not a war film. It's an art. I, 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 I understand it is an art piece, but war, any film that, any film that depicts battle field and war that for some reason it, it, it makes it, it's the, what's going on. It's not someone, it's not, it's not the guts and the gore. It's not the, that, that doesn't get me. It's the moving around everything that's going on around you. And I've seen the previews. And I know seeing that on a big screen will likely make me motion sick. Just saying, I will see it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm before next week. I have to see it. Um, yeah, and it did win um, at the uh, at the Oscar. At the Oscar. I'm sorry, but the Golden Globes won Best Picture, Best Dramatic Picture. So, yeah, you know. And number one, because we needed another one. Bad Boys for Life. Will Smith, Martin Shore. $17.6 million in its third week. The film's doing well. Um, domestically, domestically, it's it's made $140 million internationally, 142 worldwide. It's closing in on $300 million. I'm not I'm not gonna see this film. Um, I'm just not. I'm not gonna see it. So got some questions here on the Instagram. What do I think of Parasite? Parasite was nuanced and beautiful and I don't think it's going to win best Oscar Oscar. I will talk a little bit more about that when we get my Oscar predictions here. It's going to, it's, it's a lock for best foreign film. I don't see, I could be wrong. 
It did win. I'll get into it more later. But yeah, I I I, I loved it. It was amazing, amazing film. And uh, I would love to see more international films get the recognition from the from the Oscars, much like Roma did last year. So, anyway, so moving on to the top stories of this week, I want to talk about a little bit here is the the big thing going on is Emma Watts resigns as president of production at Disney's 20th Century Studios. We talked a little bit. Um, oh, actually, we didn't. I wasn't there for that. But many of you know that Disney, of course, bought Fox Studios, not the Fox Network, not Fox News, but Fox Studios, which includes 20th Century Fox, Searchlight, so on and so forth. And in an effort to distance themselves from the Fox name... Disney renamed 20th Century Fox Studios to 20th Century Studios, which is fine. It's their right to do. Um, I think the bigger issue is what is Disney going to do with 20th Century Fox? 20th Century Fox and Fox Searchlight, which is now just Searchlight Studios and 20th Century Studios. What what are they going to do? And I, I so many. what was nice about Fox Studios is it had so many, had a very diverse leadership. Uh, especially gender-wise. It wasn't just a bunch of dudes heading things up. You had Emma Watts, who was amazing, put some amazing films out as, as head of the studio. Um, you know, she's responsible for Deadpool and Logan. You can read all about this on thedisinsider.com. We have, um, or Skylar has written a wonderful story about what's going on. There's no, with, with, with her leaving, it just leaves a lot of questions as to what's going to happen with Disney and 20th Century Fox. Because, you know, Disney had time touchstone and that was supposed to be their, their more mature division and Miramax, which, of course, became the Weinstein Company. With, and Disney got fed up with Weinstein, of course, and that's why they let that go. But um, what what is, I, I guess, what is Disney going to do? I, I love Fox Searchlight, which is now Searchlight Studios. They put a lot of Oscar contenders out there. Um like Ford v. Ferrari, like Jojo Rabbit. Is Disney interested in making Jojo Rabbits? Is Disney interested in making, you know, Ford v. Ferraris? Is Disney interested in putting money out there? Because the thing is with Disney, love you, Disney. This wall right here, Walt Disney quotes, pops, everything. Disney, they're really big on branding. And so with a movie like Frozen, you're going to sell toys. Avengers Endgame. Star Wars, merchandise deals, a movie like, and the thing is, even if Frozen doesn't do well, the box office, they're going to make up their money with merchandise. Same with all the Avengers films, so on and so forth. Films like Ford v. Ferrari, if it doesn't do well, it's a, it's a, it's a loss. It's a complete loss for them. Films like Jojo Rabbit, if it doesn't do well, it's a complete loss. And the thing is, those films aren't made to be $1 billion blockbusters. So, with with Emma Watts leaving, my, my question is, what is Disney going to do with their their new acquisitions? Obviously, you have the X-Men, which was part of that, which is eventually going to be brought into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Simpsons, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. You have this library of content of classic films from 20th century that they can now stream on Disney+, Plus and stream on Hulu, which now they, they're almost exclusively owning. They own the majority stake, and they're soon going to own it outright. What is Disney going to do? And with her, with Emma, Emma Watts leaving, it's like, okay, what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, both both teams said nothing good, nothing but good things about each other. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said in a tweet, Deadpool would never happen without Emma Watts and certainly won't be, wouldn't have been as good. I hope to, to continually work 
I hope to continue working with her whatever she decides to do. Um, obviously, I think there's some disappointment within with some talent. Some talent has been very vocal online and on Twitter about Emma Watts leaving. Um, just because she's been so Emma Watts, Emma Watts and Fox Studios, 20th Century Fox has been so great about working with talent, giving them what they want, what they need. So it'll be interesting what happens. Uh, I. I want to see Disney really get into these Oscar contender type films. And as much as I love the end games and the star Wars and everything else, I want to see more Ford V Ferraris. I want to see more Jojo rabbits and Disney certainly has the money to do it. So we'll see what happens. It's kind of just a wait and see type thing. So what do you guys think? Let me know um, what's going to happen with Fox studios, 20th century Fox and searchlight studios. Love to know your opinions on it. These great studios have made some great films, but they're not the cash cows like your Lucas Films and your Marvel Studios and so on, and your Pixar's and and even your Muppets. I mean, Muppets are the solid performances there. So, and all the re, and all the you know IP behind that. So let me know. With that, guys, next week is the Oscars, and I'm totally stoked about it. I am an Oscar fiend. I love. I don't even know what I'm doing for the Oscars yet. Like who, who I'm gonna go see it with i'm just gonna stay at home what's gonna happen so but we do want to bring you my andy's um oscar predictions for 2019 and of course the oscars are next week so we're just gonna start from the bottom of the list and work our way up i'm gonna give you each one of the contenders and then my pick but first a quick word from our sponsor all right Sorry about those commercials. That's how we pay the bills. Thank you so much for putting your, putting up with those. We're going to start with writing. Original screenplay writing. we got Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Parasite, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Only one of these films I have not seen is 1917. Um, uh, I like... Okay, so here's the deal. There's what I think should win, and there's what will win. So I think Parasite should win. Um, just do. I think what's going to win is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood genuinely, as an industry, loves films about itself, even if it's quirky like that. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a lock to win best screenplay. And Quentin Tarantino, sorry about the bumping of the microphone there. Quentin Tarantino is a gifted screenwriter. He is amazing, and he's won, you know, I think two screenwriting Oscars now. So, she win. Yeah. So, best original screenplay, I believe, is going to go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think Parasite should win, though. Uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay, if you don't know what Adapted Screenplay, that is taking a source material, a book, an existing IP of some sort, and adapting a screenplay into it. We have five contenders here. We have Joker, Jojo Rabbit, The Two Popes, Little Women, and Irishman. Now, I've seen and love all these films. I really enjoyed all of them. Um, this one is tough. I think Little Women should do because what Greta Gerwig did with that script was just she took a unique a unique take on a story that we're already very familiar with. So I I loved it, thought it was amazing. So I think Little Women, I think Little Women should win. I I, th- I think it's fifty. Uh, this one's kind of a toss up. What what the Academy is going to do? The Academy really is kind of in love with Martin Scorsese and The Irishman right now. I still, I still think Little Women's gonna win. I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Joker squeaks it out, but I think Little Women will take the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. Visual effects, we have Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker in 1917. I think Avengers Endgame's a lock for this, what they were able to do. I mean, you have... This is a category... I, I can see The Irishman because of what they did with the de-aging technology win and the budget that it costs and all the publicity with that, but I think Avengers Endgame will win um yeah i'm just gonna say avengers endgame i think they're kind of a lock-in for that sound mixing sound mixing that is the mixing of the sound at astro ford v ferrari joker once upon a time in hollywood in 1917 i think i haven't seen 19 now with a lot of these i haven't seen 1917 so i'm like it's the one i haven't seen so i'm going off of what i know what i've heard what i've seen i think ford v ferrari for sound mixing um it's kind of a shoe in there sound editing uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 4B Ferrari again. Um, of course, you have Joker, 1917 Star Wars. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker, I think 4B Ferrari. For sure. Short film, live action. This is live action. Short. Um, short story. And basically anything, I think their threshold's an hour-ish. There's some very definitive... Um, criteria for it so there's a sister the neighbors the neighbors window uh nefta football club brotherhood and saria um i've seen these all i don't know what the academy's thinking on them i think of my favorites was nefta football club so i'm gonna go with that that's short so just saying short film animated kit bull hair love sister memorable and um, I can't ever say this one right. It's daughter, essentially. Uh, Hair Love, I think it's good. It's gotten great publicity. They've done an excellent job of promoting this film. It's culturally relevant. Uh, I think Hair Love. I think if the Academy does not choose Hair Love, there's gonna be a lot of kickback as well. But it, honestly, all these anime anime films shorts are great. I think Hair Love though. It's just yeah, no 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 doubt about it. Production design. There was a snub here. Little Women should have been nominated for production design. Just saying. Um, but the nominees are 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Irishman. I think 1917. Based on what I've seen, and I've seen these other four films, I haven't seen 1917. I think it probably should win. I wouldn't be surprised if Jojo Rabbit, though, squeaks it out. This one's a little bit up in the air. But I, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if 1970, 1917 squeaks this one out. Music original song. This is an original song written for a film. We have I can't let you through your I can't through <laughs> I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four. Uh, Love me again from Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Stand up from Harriet and Into the Unknown from Frozen Two. I am going to say Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Um, yeah, I, and this is subjective, but I think they're going to squeak it out. So that's just me. No, uh, next up musical original score. This is the, what you hear behind the scenes, behind the dialogue. We have Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker in 1917. And this is really hard. 1917 has been nominated for so much and I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it this week. I promise everybody I will see it this week. Based on what I know, I think Joker Honestly, it, it, amazing score. And I believe Joker won a Golden Globe for this as well. So, yeah, Joker. 
makeup and hairstyling at Bombshell, Joker, Judy, 1917, and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I would be surprised if Joker didn't get this. Um, yeah, Joker on makeup and hairstyling. International feature film. We have Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, Parasite. Parasite's a shoo-in. Parasite's nominated for Best Picture as well. Parasite will win international feature film. No doubt. Um, yeah. Film editing. Ford v. Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Joker. I am going to say Jojo Rabbit. What they... The editing told the story on that film. It really... Yeah. It was... The edits were a character in and of themselves in that film. Um, and I guess say that having... Wait, wait. Oh, 1970s not nominated. Good. Um, yeah. Jojo Rabbit, by far. So, documentary short subject. I'm gonna, I got a little bone to pick here. Documentary short subject. I've seen all these. Um, there was one that was snubbed, I believe. Fire in Paradise um, was produced by a friend of mine. And it was produced locally here. In Ashland, Oregon, which is Movie Maker Magazine, says one of the best small towns to live in if you're a movie maker. Um, so just saying. But what Fire in Paradise did, it was it was on the short list, did not break through for the nomination. What they they took POV firsthand footage of the fire in Paradise, California, from people's cell phones, and they just they tied the story together with the edits and then the, the interviews and then. The B-roll, they, what they were able to do with cell phone footage, no other film has ever been able to do prior, and it's going to be a while before we see another producer, directors, editors do it again. It was just second to none. So, yeah, I'm upset it didn't get nominated, not just because um, it was people I know, people locally who produced and, and made that film happen. It was because, you know what? I thought I, I not only I thought it should be nominated, I thought it was probably the best documentary short out there. Just saying, just saying. So, uh, but in the absence, uh, learning the skateboard in a war zone, life overtakes me walk, run, cha-cha and St. Louis Superman. I am going to say of those five that are nominated, learning the skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl, shoe in for documentary short. Just saying. Documentary feature film. American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, Honeyland for Sama. Um, ah, for Sama, I'm sorry. This one's, I, I'm going to say American Factory. It is a Netflix film, I believe. Um, I, having seen all of them, I'm, I don't really have a favorite. They all have their pluses and their minuses. Based on the Academy, though, I'm going to say American Factory is probably, in my opinion, the front runner. But I, this one's kind of up in the air, honestly. So directing, best director. This one's a little upsetting because I really believe that Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for best director. And she wasn't. She was snubbed. A uh, bunch of dudes here. So we got Parasite. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we have 1917 Joker and the Irishman. Have you not seen 1917 again? Just saying. I believe uh, 
Ban Ki-hoo, Ban, Ban Jun, I'm sorry. I believe Bon, oh, my glasses on here. Bon Jun Ho will win for best director for Parasite. Um, yeah. Hands down. He's, I, I've, I've listened to interviews and read interviews with him. His insight on filmmaking is amazing. Um, also, I, okay. I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should be on this list. I think Little Women should be on this list. I don't necessarily think The Irishman should be on this list. I think Jojo Rabbit should be on this list. My opinion. Film is subjective. But on this list, I think Bon, bon Joon Ho will win Best Director for Parasite. Which brings us to costume design. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Little Women. Little Women. Hands down. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Irishman squeaks it out. But Little Women should win that. I think it's my my favorite, and I think they should. Um, oh, we got a little Instagram message here saying, oh, okay, there we go. Uh, next up, cinematography. I I know who's going to win this one, having not even seen it. We have the Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917. Oh, 1917 is going to win this. Based on everything I've read, I, I have friends who are in film school right now who they want to be cinematographers and they've seen all these films and they, they're like 1917. What it did with cinematography, it just was epic. I will know this week, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say based on what I'm hearing, yes, 1917 for best cinematography, animated feature film. We have Toy Story 4, Missing Link, Claws, I Lost My Body, and How to Drain How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. I'm going to say Missing Link from uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon's Leica Studios. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Toy Story 4 squeak it out because the Academy has always loved Pixar and the Toy Story films. Missing Link, though, nobody saw, but it was such a good film. Go see Missing Link if you haven't seen it. I think I, I think it's going to surprise everybody. It did the Golden Globes. Golden Globes hasn't always been right when it comes to the animation category, though. So just saying there... Uh, next up, next up, next up, next up, we have into the acting categories, actress in supporting role, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, we have Florence Pug for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I am going to say Laura Dern. Can you feel the Dern for Marriage Story? Uh, she's she's in everything, and she's amazing in everything, and I think, yeah, totally. Oscar for Laura Dern for Marriage Story. What she did as a lawyer in that film, yeah, love it. Also believe she won the Golden Globe for that as well. Actor in a supporting role. We have Al Pacino, the Irishman, Anthony Hopkins, the two popes, Brad Pitt. What's upon a time in Hollywood? Joe Pesci, the Irishman, Tom Hanks, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, of these films, I think the best performance was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has won an Oscar before. I think who's going to end up winning is Brad Pitt. That's my prediction. So take it or leave it. That's where I'm at with that. Uh, actress in a leading role, we have Renee Zellweger for Judy. Charlene Theron for Bombshell. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. I'm thinking here, strictly from a political point of view, that Scarlett Johansson will win for Marriage Story. She did an amazing job, and she's nominated in two different categories. I think... She's going to be rewarded for two amazing performances, nominated performances, by getting getting the best leading actress role, actress award for her role in Marriage Story. Wouldn't be surprised 
if Renee Zellweger pops it out, but I think it's Scarlett Joe's to lose this year. Actor in a leading role, of course, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio, LDC for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, uh, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, and Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix is a lock for this. I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone from the outside come through, but yeah, it's Joaquin's to lose. And now we get two best picture. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and Marriage Story. This year is wide open. I think the front runner is 1917 because they did win Best Oscar. But then you have Parasite, an international film, which won the Best Ensemble Cast for the Screenwriter Guild Awards. I honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Only one of these films, again, I haven't seen is 1917 based on what I've seen oh I, I can't I, I, I can't do it I, I can't I can't predict I think 1917 is definitely the front runner based on what's going on in Hollywood right now don't necessarily think it's going to win I don't think Parasite will win best picture because it's going to win best international film I Little Women, uh, amazing film. Loved it. Don't think it's gonna win. Joker. I don't. I don't see the Academy giving that. Giving it's Joker. I could definitely see a kind of a, a middle of the road Jojo Rabbit winning. I, I. I really don't know though. I. I have no. I have. There's not a film I'm particularly rooting for here. Phil, rooting for here. Uh, I've loved every one of these films, some more than others, but. I've, thoroughly enjoyed all of them so i don't know so what do you guys think those are my oscar predictions for 2019 oscars which air next sunday we'll have an episode after the oscars with my reactions to the show disney definitely had a low showing of course disney did not get nominated for frozen 2 for best animated feature but will that change with the acquisition of fox studios which is now 20th century studios and fox searchlight i would love to know let me know what you think also, be sure to listen to the Dcast on Thursday night this week. We are recording on Thursday night. It will be up Friday morning. Also, like, share, subscribe. Next week, hopefully, we'll have my co-host, the one, the only, the amazing, the epic Skylar Schuler. Hope you all had a chance to watch the Super Bowl. Of course, there are some amazing things on there, especially if you like Marvel and Disney Plus. We'll be talking about that this week on the Dcast. With that, guys. Like, follow, subscribe, share with your friends, and you've been listening to this week's episode of the DizInsider.com's and the Decasts, The Insiders. We're now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.